never seen me fight live. He, he, his news in school on uh, Monday is going to be, I flew to Boston and watched my dad fight in the UFC. And you're going to split your bonus with him if you get it? No, definitely, but he says he's going to scream. Um, he's a sign of it. He's all right, yeah. Paul's really nice like that, you know. He doesn't need the money in fair. He just jacked up him walking all. The chap's loud. My dream is to be world champion, world lightweight champion in the UFC, have more money than I know what to do with, and have a great life for my, my kids, my grandkids, everyone in my, in my family, everyone that's, that's come up with me. That's my dream. Episode 29 of the Severe May podcast is finally here on one of the most sacred days in Ireland. Sean, the leave and search result day. Candles were lit last night, prayers were said, fingers were crossed. What other rituals do old people have in Ireland for good luck? Did you say lighting candles you did? Yeah. Uh, oh no, St. Anthony is for when something's lost, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it is, I think, yeah. So Asher. nothing else? Um, I think it was too late then they usually do it around the time of when they're actually doing the exams yeah that is actually something that bothers me when people say good luck tomorrow you're going to do great yeah it's like <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely none of your good luck messages can change how badly I failed maths paper one <laughs> yeah exactly but I love there's always there's always it's always girls and I don't mean to be sexist here or anything but they come out of they the, all the have lovely oh bottoms God, I did terrible I did terrible and then it comes out and they got fucking 590 or something I have to admit I saw a great tweet today and it was something along the lines of today's the day you find out that your entire secondary school friendship was based on a lie because they were studying the whole time yeah exactly yeah. I, there was a girl in my French class right and after one, um, after, after one her French exam, exam. <laughs> after her French exam, she came out bawling, crying out of the exam, and I mean like as if her life had ended. She was like, "Oh no, I fucked up. I'm gonna have to repeat." And all. she ended up getting an A1 in French. Oh my god! Seriously, fuck's sake! Now there was a little bit of hate going around, and I don't mean this to start a racial thing. Uh, a friend of mine was in a school where there was a couple of black lads that were from Italy and they were all able to do Italian on the leaving cert and it's the equivalent oh, yeah. of sitting in yeah even though it wasn't taught in the school they were able to take Italian for their leaving cert just in and they were French as well so French Italian so an easy 200 A1s like French and Italian we were able to do Irish as well what? we were able to do Irish yeah but we're not <laughs> we're not <laughs> fluent in it at all no one is but, I thought I was buying Irish there, but I just realised I couldn't. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't have been able to uh, throw them back at you. But, let's say you're listening to this podcast just before, um, oh well, not before you go out to celebrate your results tonight, but just maybe you're a little bit annoyed with what you got. At the end of the day, as I said earlier on, points mean absolutely fucking nothing. Your course means nothing. All of it means nothing. The world's going to end in a couple of days, and in a couple of months anyway, you know, when the asteroid hits Earth, so... That's very morbid. Isn't I it? know. Well, you see, I was hoping you'd come in a little bit quicker on that. My whole thing about saying was, I thought my life was over when I didn't get the points uh, to do journalism or multimedia in DCU. I was like ten points off it, so I somehow English and drama was on my CAO. It was like my fifth choice or something like that because I thought I'd get my first four, and uh, I ended up not going. With two days before the course started rang Ballyfermot begged them for an interview and that was probably the best thing that I could have done I did a media course and then two years in radio why didn't you repeat why didn't I repeat yeah I wasn't arsed repeating to be honest yeah. I was I was the type of fella who I could have studied more 
but I decided to do arts. Oh. I had like 120 points over what I wanted, what I needed. Yeah, I, I got 390, and I was kind of thinking like, I was looking for 410 or 400, and I was thinking like, I should have easily got that. Looking back now, I'm thinking like, what a dickhead I was like. I got, I got four. Oh, wow, five. Sean, go on about it some more. Mm. Jesus. Yeah, I'm just. I reckon I've I got the highest points to studying ratio of anyone to ever do the leaving. <laughs> of anyone to ever do the leaving. <laughs> I did fuck all. Oh, so you're one of those people. Yeah. Oh, one of the worst types. Anyway. Naturally smart. Aside from that, uh, what Irish UFC fighter got the highest points in their leaving cert? Would you say? Carl Bindrud, maybe. Yeah, I'd say like that was the stupidest question. It was pretty much obviously. Carl, because he did analytical science. What about Ashley Daly? What did, did she go to college and stuff? I don't know. I've absolutely no idea. She could have got good points or even stuff. We'll have to find ourselves. That's an article there. Fucking. Who got the highest? Po- oh, we're going to see that being stolen Joe, by. I'll be on yeah. Oh, Jesus. Guess who got the lowest points in the leaving cert? My got 340 in his leaving cert. Breaking. <laughs> Breaking <laughs> news. Anyway. Speaking of bullshit stuff online, what did you? What did no, you, think of this? you see, I set that joke up for you to say. Speaking of Carl Pendred, because he know. got the highest points in his leaving. I know, I know. But sure, we we got too far now. But go on. What did you think of it? CM Punk, Carl Pendred. Is this the biggest fight the UFC could make? Uh, I think any fight with CM Punk is one of the biggest fights the UFC could make. True. Um. Obviously, I'm torn. CM Punk is your boy, like, after that big interview and all. Yeah, well, and, you know, the whole wearing his shirts while interviewing people in Ireland yeah. before. Um, was Cahill fighting in that card? I wonder if I've interviewed Cahill wearing the CM Punk t-shirt before. Uh, That'd be pretty funny. I'd actually have to go look that up. But Cahill um, was the one as well who made Andrew McGahan from Severe May famous, the whole saying. Yeah, well, he's very good at it as well. Like, all of these impressionists going around, Lee Hammond has nothing on me. Cahill Pendred is the only man that can do an Andrew McGahan. He was the one who started it, in fairness. He was, in fairness, we'll give him that. But all of this on Twitter last night. At the time, I was thinking maybe um, his brother had his phone or, or something like that, because I remember his brother tweeted something a couple of weeks ago that was deleted pretty quickly at a wedding. Was it you that screenshot it? Maybe. <laughs> oh, we won't say no more about that. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it was me. Um, but I remember that. So I thought at the first, at the start, it was Padraig on, on his phone. But no, he've, in fairness to him, he fairly took it to CM Punk. He uh, got a laugh out of it. I think Punk, with his fan base, crushed him sort of on the retweets front and sort of thing. But there was definitely some solid internet one-liners from both men. I think Punk got very mad, didn't he? Like. Uh <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's a kind of an American thing, reacting to Irish slagging. Yeah, Irish, do you know that American sort of way? Can't take it like they really can't. And um, unfortunately, we might as well reveal it. Carl Pendred, we're going to try get him on the show to open the show today. We were, yeah, but haven't heard back from him all day since he said he said he had a busy day today yeah, with a couple of training busy. sessions. So, but um, the the funniest thing about this is right. As I said, like CM Punk called him a pussy and a coward for calling him out. But CM Punk is a, like Carl Binder is a UFC welterweight. Like, what what does he expect? Who's he who's he gonna fight like? This is the whole thing about CM Punk. He's in the UFC now. He's he's his big boy pants on, and he he's gonna have to face it sooner or later. Like, 
Because Carl Pinter isn't exactly like the most experienced guy in the UFC. Fair enough, he's a lot of fights and stuff. What is he? Four or five fights into the UFC. He's there isn't many guys with less less experience than him. Like his next fight, he's fighting a guy who's one fight in the UFC. Like who who does who does CM Punk think he's gonna be fighting like? I don't know if he wants to be in the UFC like and there's guys that are willing to fight him I know who he's gonna fight who's gonna fight Anthony Chris was he terrible was he I didn't even see that no I didn't even see it either but I just everyone's talking about it so it's gonna happen like some a couple of people have asked me who do you think they're gonna get the fight in? Like, is it gonna be one of these fucking explode FC people who uh, who have like two fights who aren't real fights and they put them into tough or something? Uh, ben Forsyth. Ben Forsyth. He called him out. He probably beat him at this stage. Like, he's more experienced than him anyway. Well, he's fought in a competitive fight, so yeah, exactly. Like, what, what's your take? I know you're a big CM Punk fan, and like I like CM Punk as well, but like he's gonna have to put up or, or shut up like pretty soon. I think he's right though. Like he, I think he's right in the sense that he's saying that it's such a good, like it is such a great idea for Cahill to call him out because they're going to be in the same division. But you can, like, I guarantee you, whoever CM Punk fights, I will have never heard of before, and they're probably signed to the UFC welterweight division. Cahill Pendred, whether it's just because we know him, I know I'd say even if you were the American version of me, you'd still know who Cahill Pendred is. Yeah, you know that sort of thing so even then I think it is too much of a fight for CM Punk like he's CM Punk's going to fight someone off a tough or someone off yeah tough China or something like that it's coming into the UFC with a fairly low record he's not going to fight a guy that has 17 pro wins 19 total fights or whatever how many total fights it is that he has like yeah people like people I I don't know if you saw him but I had a lot of people replying to me just complete idiots saying Oh, I don't know. Carl Pinder is so bad. CM Punk could probably have a chance. That's 50-50 fight. You're an idiot if you think that. Seriously, Carl Pinder would just absolutely decimate him like in every facet of the game. He'd just absolutely kill him. But then everyone going on about those, like the video of the pads and stuff like that, that was only yeah. in January. Yeah. Do you know? So maybe it's it's people's own fault for jumping to the conclusion that that was a video taken only recently, like. It still looked pretty bad, <laughs> to be fair. Like, but yeah, but this man would was, have only started any sort of striking, aside from his Kempo background or whatever like that. He only was announced that he was signed with the FC last November. So if that's him doing pads in January, and how much can you improve that really, in that short of time? I'd say a lot. I don't know, Jesus. No, like if you're going from absolutely UFC level to become Carl Binder's level, I'm not saying that. But if you're going from absolutely nothing. And then you're getting up, you're training. CM Punk's training schedule is a private with Duke Rufus, a private with Ben Askren, and then whatever other sessions the pro team are doing in the gym. And he's been doing that every day since the start of the year. So I'm not saying, like, I think it's going to be fascinating to see the level that he is at in such a short space of time. Because he's a determined athlete. He was at the top field of another side of sports entertainment. The original mixed martial arts. The WWE. Go on, take the bite, Sean. No, I like WWE. I'm, I just, I don't do that shit. I, like, I respect them. Um, like, it, it is different, though. You, like, you have to don't get me wrong. Carl will win that fight every single time. But I think, I don't see it beyond the realm of possibility that CM Punk 
would beat someone a low level pro coming off something like Tough China or Tough maybe yeah or a lightweight from Tough Europe or something like that or Tough America like CM Punk is a cash cow really for them but why would the uh, UFC wouldn't in a million years give him someone like Carl Binder it's a shame off. it is a shame that CM Punk isn't a heavyweight so he could fight the you know the Batistas of the of the MMA world did you see Batista's um, MMA debut he's the one and only MMA fight yes it was, it was bad like but it wasn't that Caesar Gracie purple belt yeah but it was mostly on the feet. Is he back in the? Is he back in the US? Is he back in the WWE? He was for a while, but then he went away again. Because oh. nobody in, liked um, him. He was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He was actually really good. See that? I did I see that actually. X Men? No. No. Guardians Avengers. Of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. What's that? It's oh, it's a firm. It's a film, is it? Yeah, it's a own thing. Yeah. Embarrassing. Go on. Okay. Just to finish up this whole CM Punk talk and stuff. Obviously, Carl Vinger's fighting Tom Breeze in Dublin. Um, CM Punk is talking about the end of the year. Where do you think they put him? Do you think they'll put him... A lot of people are saying they'll put him on McGregor's undercard or Rousey's undercard, maybe. What do you think? I think it'll more likely be Rousey's. Uh, I was talking about this with someone this morning, and I was like, Conor McGregor versus Jose Allo 2 is already going to break the records that Conor set before in relation to featherweight title fights. I don't think they need another big name on that card for people to want to see it. After all the shit that's gone down, I think people are going to tune in just for Conor McGregor versus Jose Aldo. I think they'll put Punk on the McGregor card because McGregor, I think, he is favourable to the WWE audience. I think pro wrestling fans like McGregor. They like they like his antics and they like, obviously, the way he fights and stuff, but... I think uh, there'd be a lot of crossover between WWE fans and um, McGregor fans. Yeah, there is no real, like, saying the couple of weeks difference might make or break it for Punk, but if they're considering him letting fight the start of 2016, why not cash in and get him on the McGregor card in December? Yeah, like, it, it's, it's becoming to a stage now where he's going to have to fight. Like, he said at first, it was kind of like six months to a year. Now it's coming up, it's almost a year, and he had. He doesn't even have a fight book, so I think yeah, pretty soon it needs to happen. Anyway, we'll get on to actual real fights that actually did happen last weekend. Um, the main event first, Glover Teixeira against Ovan Sempru. Uh It wasn't a bad fight. Glover, I thought Glover looked a lot better than I was expecting him to look. He looked better than his last couple of fights. Um, OSP is one of those guys who is training in a small camp and a lot of people have said it but his improvements haven't been there that people would have expected um, he had a bit of success maybe Glover won the early exchanges probably won the or he won the first round and <clears throat> as he came into the second he was dominating again but OSP had a bit of success in the round but Glover took over again and choked him out in the third round like it, it's Bit of a shitty result for the division, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. I was just that's exactly what I was going about about to say. Like, OSP is the kind of guy you needed there. Glover's lost to John Jones already. Like, if you fought Daniel Cormier, would you want him to see it? Like, what Glover's best at now? I think a lot of people were kind of looking at him as a striker after he knocked out um, Ryan Bader and Fabio Maldonado and a couple of more guys. But I think he's actually best with when wrestling and using his jujitsu, uh, using ground and pound. I think that's where he's best. He's not going to do that to Daniel Cormier. I don't think he's going to do that to Rumble Johnson. 
he's definitely not going to do it to John Jones. So, yeah, it's a pity. OSP, like I'd love to see OSP got a big camp, got ATT, got a somewhere like his camp. I don't think it has any other top fighters there. Like he's a supreme athlete, but I don't know. He he seems to have hit a, a stumbling block in his career now. Where does he train out of? Knoxville Martial Arts Academy, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, exactly. The Johnny Knoxville Martial Arts Academy. So what's this you were texting me about earlier on? You te- tell people, you texted me earlier on, you said, make sure you've seen the co-main event. I want to talk about it. Yes. Are you upset? I'm, 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 uh, I'm peeved. I'm peeved. Look, l- listen. There's a problem in MMA with scoring, and we've talked about it a lot of times. Loads of people talk about it. But this, this, this fight, it shows... Like, people say, oh, there's a judging problem. There isn't a judging problem at all. There's a difference of opinion problem. And that's the problem that's always been. Right? People I respect have said, Michael Johnson won that fight, and if you don't think he did, you're an idiot. And other people I've seen that I respect said, Benny Darius won that fight, you're an idiot if you don't think he won that fight, right? And, okay, I'll go through it round by round. The third round, Darius clearly won it. I don't think any people would debate that. I saw a few people saying it, but they're fucking crazy, right? Second round was definitely the closest. Um, it, there was a lot of exchanges. I personally scored it for Michael Johnson because I, because I thought he landed the bigger shots around the middle of the round. It was very close. And the first round, this is this is the round, and it happens so often in MMA like this. Dariush, in my opinion, the stats... Trying to say differently, I, th- I think people were telling me, but stats are bullshit in MMA, okay? And people looked at it differently. But I thought Dariush was winning that fight pretty easily for the first four minutes. He wasn't blowing him out. He wasn't he wasn't hurting him that bad. But I think Johnson was pushing forward and Dariush was blocking. His defense was unbelievable and he was landing shots. If that had ended after four minutes and ten seconds or whatever it was, that's an easy 10-9 round for Dariush, in my opinion. But then Johnson knocked him down, right? With like... 50 seconds left or whatever it was at the clock but it was kind of a I wouldn't say it was a flash knockdown but he knocked him down and he got straight back up and then Darius landed a couple of good shots Johnson landed a couple of good shots and then the round ended so like there's you have the juxtaposition right you have 4 minutes of what I think is dominance not a 10-8 kind of dominance but leg a kick dominances leg yeah. kick dominances and then you have a knockdown and then you have a little bit of an even round again then to the end. Like, does that one knockdown take away four minutes of dominance? For a lot of people, it does, seemingly. Here's me, a better one for you. Go on. On that topic. Should the fighter that stops seven takedowns get positively rewarded, or should it just be discarded? Uh, I think it should be positively rewarded. Maybe. If taking someone down is like, but then again on the other side, Darush didn't really. Um, I thought his takedowns, he did, he only committed on one of them, and he almost got him down on it. I think everything else was him realizing that he had just got the timing a little bit wrong, and he uncommitted from the takedown to get back to his feet. I don't think he expended much energy, so that's the only reason that I'm kind of on the fence that, um, in this case anyway, the takedowns maybe shouldn't. The, or the takedown defences really shouldn't hold much weight because it didn't seem like he was putting his full whack behind the takedowns. Yeah, like defence is a funny one because if you're scoring defence, like I thought Darius's defence was unbelievable. 
Like, people talk about Michael Johnson won that round because he was putting under forward pressure. I don't buy that for one second. Because he was swinging it there, in fairness. Yeah, he was swinging there. He was sitting not Big time. Darius was making a miss. Like, if there's a fight, if that fight, right, Michael Johnson was pushing forward the whole round, right, and he was hitting nothing, but Darius wasn't hitting him back. I'd give that to Michael Johnson because of the forward pressure. But when Darius is making a miss and connecting himself, then that forward pressure is pointless. That forward pressure, all it does is, like, what does it do? It does nothing. When you're when the guy on the back foot is landing shots, like we see in boxing an awful lot, like Fly Mayweather doesn't fight off the front foot, he fights off the back foot and he makes guys miss and land shots. That I'm not calling Darius Fly Mayweather or anything, but that's kind of what he was doing. Like, if you watch, I watched that fight very closely because I wanted to talk about it. I watched it a couple of times. That's exactly what he was doing. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's a problem that we don't know if four minutes of him doing that should be scored over one big knockdown because that knockdown needs to be scored as well. So like it's tough. Like I think Darius should win it because of the four minutes. A lot of other people think Johnson should win it because of the big knockdown and because it was kind of close. Like that's the problem with with score with um scoring in MMA. We just don't know, and it's like to say it's a robbery. I think is a joke based on that. I think like Darius certainly won the third round. The second round was close, so it all comes down to the first round. I might think so. To say it's a robbery, I I think people are way off base. People are saying it's the biggest robbery in UFC history. I think it's a joke to be honest. I like I think Darius won, but I can see why people scored it for Michael Johnson. I, like I. It's not you couldn't score that at thirty twenty seven for Michael Johnson. Jordan Breen did. Yeah, well, fair play to him. I think you could, <laughs> I think you could score the thirty twenty seven for Darius, all right. But I don't. Know. I and like my whole thing with this, I think you need more ten eight rounds, and I think you need more ten ten rounds. Like that first round, it probably could have been scored a ten ten round, but nobody does score the 10, 10 rounds. That that's the whole problem. Uh, I don't know. Look. If you scored rounds that you think someone barely won, score ten nine. Then if someone clearly won, score a ten eight and get ten seven. And if there was, if you couldn't see a clear winner, score a ten tens. You'd have more draws and stuff. But like, is that more important than having a fair score? Like all these people calling for robberies and people calling saying jokes of a decision like every week. Is that more important than having draws? I think you're. Pr- I'm not saying that I like that you're making it too much of a deal over a fight that unanimously everybody agreed Johnson won <laughs> I don't know did they I think severe MMA 29-28 Johnson MMA Mania same score Nate Wilcox Dave Meltzer Craig Amos Cage Potato Jason Floyd Danny Segura Paul Fontaine TP Grant and MMA Junkie both give it 30-27 to Johnson Jeff Sherwood Chris Nelson and Jordan Breen all give it to Johnson I think you had money on that fight Sean no I didn't no I actually gave Johnson as my bet one of my bets during the week there you go and did you look at the fight metric stats I don't mind it bullshit (laughs) stats are bullshit I've been saying that for ages they just are but how did I I was t- well I texted you uh, and you you said sparks will fly. I thought Johnson won the first two rounds and that you could give the third round to Benil. But even That's then, enough, even then I was thinking like, oh, I was giving it to him, kind of knowing that it was a split. I saw it was a split decision online, but I didn't see for who. 
So I was watching that fight thinking this must be the round that is the like the swing round, like this is the round that Darush must win like. He clearly won the third round. Speed him up. I don't know how anyone like those people who scored a thirty and seven are fucking idiots. Seriously. That was the clearest round you could possibly see. He clearly won that round. But anyway, well yeah. You can dwell on that for another Oh here Just he goes again. Everyone, here what? he goes again. And just because everyone, just because everyone has, has a different opinion to you, doesn't mean you're wrong. <laughs> just because everybody else is wrong in this case doesn't mean yeah, I'm not right. It. Everyone else is wrong in this case. So I'm right. That's it. There we go. You have it here. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone else is wrong. Yeah, I'm right. Fuck them all. Okay. Uh, who's from our pal Harris? He's banned. We talked about it last week. But Hilarious. Go on. Tell us what do you think about. It? World Series of Fighting have suspended him, haven't they? They've suspended him, yeah. And, and the, 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 yeah. the venom. That's ridiculous. Just release him so he can go fight somewhere else. Like, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore because I'll just mention and I'll just go on about it for so long. But all of this stuff that people are now actually believing that maybe he is a simpleton, I'm just like, no. Please well, stop. I don't know. There is a touch of that, like, but. Even if that's the case, like he shouldn't be fighting in MMA. It's not safe to have him fighting in MMA if, if he's like that. And like, how long has he been living in America? Like, how long has he has he been fighting in America? He's been fighting in the UFC. He he has money now. Like, he's a professional MMA fighter. Come on, like, <laughs> you're gonna have to change at some stage. But look, I think the World Series of Fighting they were right to do what they did. Sometimes MMA organizations can be a bit hasty. They can release a guy um, before, say, the athletic commission get them. So I think they're right. They've suspended him, stripped him of his title. Well, the athletic commission get them. Like they, they could put him into fucking anger management or something like that. Have him put him in a course with John McCarthy or something. Do like so, just do, do, do something like that to him. Give him a ban eighteen months. Have someone like heal that. who came repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just fucking, I don't know. Ban him from doing he looks something like that. But I, uh, I think he needs to get a long ban. He needs to get. He obviously got stripped of his title. I don't think releasing him is the right thing to do because if they release him, what's he gonna do? He's gonna fight, go and fight in one FC, or he's gonna go and fight in Russia, and he'll just be fighting again. He'll be doing it again to someone else, and like they won't give a shit out there about banning him. So I think they did the right thing. Wait and see. Wait for keep him under contract if then I think the Nevada said let the commission are going to ban him for a pretty long time keep him out of action see if he can learn his lesson give him one more chance if he does it again then, then that's the end of the road but oh if I was Palhares and they banned me and then I fought again in Nevada a few years later I would rip someone's leg off <laughs> genuinely as a fuck you like yeah, yeah honestly that's exactly oh, what why? I'd do why oh, because they banned you yeah, because they banned him for no reason. Like. Did you see his whole thing about saying Jake Shields is greased and all? Yeah. Oh, this is bullshit. Oh, for fuck's sake. But Jake Shields has been brought up against the Nevada State Commission as well because he because of the punch he threw afterwards. and He, he was on Chell Sandlin's podcast and he thinks he's going to get banned and stuff now. So That'd be a bit funny if he did. Like, bit unf- he, like, he, oh, he definitely will, I'd say. He, get, he probably gets six months or something, but by the time he's back, sure, he'll be banned. So the UFC have set a pretty good plan for their end of the year UFC 194 potentially 
Jose Aldo, Conor McGregor, Verdum and Kane, UFC 195, Weidman Rockhold, Rousey Tate. But in reality, both of these cards will be headlined by Donald Cerrone. Probably. I'm looking forward to um, Edgar versus uh, um, Holloway for the UFC. Featherweight, yeah, interim featherweight belt. Interim, interim title. I was talking to Graham last night before, and he goes, I said, I asked him if he's tickets booked for Vegas yet, and he goes, Nah, I, I wait to see if Edgar shows up first. <laughs> you see, um, bet, bet that or one of them are given nine to one for Jose Aldo to not show up. So, like, really? Yeah, you can put oh, if you paid your fucking nine hundred euro or whatever it is to get over to Vegas to say and go for the week. I'm gonna put a hundred euro on yeah. that tomorrow. Hundred euro on Jose Aldo there, and if he doesn't show up, you get your money back. You be sorted. So there you go. Hold on, I have it. My phone. I'll tell you exactly what it is now. Um, that's a stupid bet, like. Nine to one. That's not bad. Bambury bookmakers. There you go. That's hilarious. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna get on that because I I already put a deposit on a room down yesterday in the MGM. Yeah. McGahan Mansion, McGahan Towers, the McGahan Wing of the MGM. My first time staying there. Is it? Yeah, I've never stayed in the MGM before. Apart from Hopefully. sleeping on someone's floor, like, but I've never actually been a guest. Hopefully they'll have good Wi-Fi and they'll do the podcast from there. They do have very good Wi-Fi. I did a podcast from there with John Gooden. Just oh, because I... uh, you wouldn't be up at any sort of sociable hour. You know yourself. How, how dare how you? How dare you? You're uh, seeing wait, other people. Wait, 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 wait. That was the day that we were actually going to do the podcast at that time, but you fucking you poked me off to later on because of for John for John Gooden. Um, I don't know if it was to later on. I think we had the media day around the time you wanted to record it. I got up at seven o'clock in the morning to talk to John Gooden. Would you believe? Yeah, but that was seven o'clock Vegas time. That's yeah, like, that's like o'clock. who cares? Like no idea over Irish time. Vegas is a is a long way away, and actually Delta. Now that we talk about it, I'll get it up here. There's a direct flight from Dublin to Vegas in December. There's never been one before, but there's one now. Yeah, one came up on Skyscanner for me the other day. How much is it? I will tell you now. You think of something that we can talk about next while I'm looking up flights. I'm going to talk about this, right? Before we get to McGregor and Aldo. But, like, Cain Velasquez getting the title shot straight away. That's a bit fucking weird, isn't it? Like, I, I don't think he should have got the title shot. I think... There's been rumours going around, and I'm I'm not sure people can correct me if this is wrong, but I think Frank Mir is on the last the last uh, fight of his contract, and I think that might be the reason why he's not being given a title shot. Stipe is there as well, but I don't think they want to put Stipe Ah, uh, so Frank Mir might enter free agency as a UFC champion. Not Frank Mir, sorry. Not Frank Mir. Um, Junior? No. Who the fuck is Frank Mir fighting? Arlovsky. Apparently yeah. Arlovsky's on the last uh, fight of his deal. Yeah, so kind of makes sense but like Stipe has only one win over Mark Hunt he lost to Junior before that I don't know did I like I'd still be giving him a shot like he beat Mal- I know he beat Maldonado he beat Gonzaga he beat Ryan Nelson before that that three wins out of four that isn't bad like at heavyweight I think that probably earns him a shot Kane uh, uh, people were saying last week look you or the other day on, on Twitter I saw it, that they just kind of got out of the Kane Velasquez business I think it's time for Kane to try to get fit, maybe like take eight or ten months off, come back, have a couple of fights in short order, maybe every like whoever he fights, he's probably going to finish pretty easily. 
in a three round fight Kane especially Kane is a different kind of beast um, put him in there like there's a lot of guys there's fucking Gonzaga there's Roy Nelson Matt Mitrion plenty of guys there he could fight that lower down and then bring him up again towards the guys higher up like two or three fights away from the title pitcher for Kane is what I think they should do but putting him in putting him in now is weird um, I know they have a lot of money they have a lot of stuff banked in Kane they have Mexico like if they go back there and want to do a big show again they'll want Kane but like I don't know it's tough if you're basing everything on, on stuff like that like does he it's not that he deserves it but people kind of kind of they kind of get sick of him like Johnny Hendricks is kind of another one like he probably deserves the title shot but do you want to give it to him like people don't really want to see him there when he was champion like he wasn't over he, like this whole thing with he didn't want to give people his belt and stuff I think that put a lot of fans off him and yeah his fighting style isn't exactly great but yeah, Kane is a great fighter, but I think it'd benefit him and it'd benefit the UFC a lot if they reminded people what a great fighter he was before he got to fight. By letting him killing some poor heavyweight like Ben yeah. Rothwell. Again, did he beat him or not? Yeah, he did fairly quickly as well. Okay, so it turns out I must have dreamt the fact that there's a direct <laughs> fight from Dublin to Las Vegas because for whatever reason I had in my head it was uh, it was direct. So that can't be and it was 18 hours so that couldn't be true like 18 hours to Vegas because your travel option your like the travel time is only like 12 or 14 and that's with connecting flights so never mind I obviously licked a toad up the up the mountains the other day and didn't uh, didn't realise what I was talking about go on to who are you picking McGregor or Aldo this far out McGregor I picked him before for the last fight I think do you not no yeah, I think McGregor will win this time. You've changed your tune, though. I, have changed, I, have I think the tune. Mendez fight might have uh, changed your pick. Nobody can take his power. As McGregor said himself, everybody breaks, and he broke. And he broke. <laughs> I think, I really think he, he'll uh, connect with Aldo. And him. I think it's going to be an easier fight than the Mendez fight. Aldo, uh, like, McGregor didn't look himself in that fight at all. I think the injury played a huge part in it. Um you can say whatever about Mendes coming in as well and chart notice both of them maybe didn't look as good but that power was still there like I don't think anyone can fuck with that power Jose Aldo he'll be what over a year out of the octagon before he fights McGregor and against someone who you know McGregor what he's best at really he's been so calm in the octagon and like even the Marcus Vimage fight for his debut like he looked like he'd been there so long before it's so natural to him and when you're coming in maybe with a bit of uh, ring rust against a guy who's such a good starter and he's so calm like he's going to run you right down I think that's a tough match nobody yet has been able to push McGregor back and stop him from cutting off the cage and pushing you against the back uh, pushing your back against the cage I think Aldo has a, like I think he could do it maybe but I don't think he's going to be able to do it as quickly as he needs to I think I think McGregor's going to finish him in the first oh the first round KO Vegas again though mm-hmm. yeah yourself and Pete's are going to matter yeah I think you like it as much but Pete's hates it I'm actually fond enough of Vegas now yeah because I enjoyed the last time but the first time and most of the second time is just like this is the worst place on earth <laughs> it's such a weird weird place but 
you can't help but love it that's true I suppose yeah Vegas for Vegas I'm missing my mother and my sister's birthday because uh, of the fights and uh, no but very close together oh no I'll be I'll be home for my sisters but my mum's birthday is the 11th of December how did she get on her teenage disco, disco there the she day didn't day? go oh good no harm no she's not going until the junior uh, the results night did she do her junior start last year or did she? no but she's still going to it Okay. Because anyone that does their junior cert goes and drinks cans in a field anyway. I never did. I never drank till I was 18. Did you not? No. Well, I don't drink. So, but you know what I mean? I'm talking generally. Yeah. I'm and being the generalizing man that I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Okay. Speaking of McGregor, there's a lot of talk this week about who's the biggest star in the UFC. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey or McGregor. Okay. As a pure. Per, like as a person in in society in the world I think Ronda Rousey is bigger definitely not out but as a draw and in the UFC as a fighter I think McGregor is oh yeah yeah because yeah. Um, Rousey hasn't got massive pay-per-view numbers by herself uh, this time she did she got see this was weird right <laughs> before Rousey fought everyone was saying McGregor got one million buys and which he did I've heard it from two or three good people that 100% he got he got over a million but he got less than 1.1 million that's what I've heard from a couple of people who like who know their shit is that rounded up to a million from like 980 no 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 it's over a million he did over a million um Rousey when her when she fought right they said it was trending upwards a lot of people were kind of shocked by that because like um I saw Luke Thomas I think tweeted or he put it up on his Facebook that the traffic just wasn't as big for for Ronda, like he he was shocked when people said it was trend, trending pay per view wise. When Dana said, not people, Dana said it was trending pay per view wise, and then it came out that Ronda had done about uh, between I think it was eight sixty and nine hundred thousand, which is huge. And then like a day later, when all this like Ronda reporting has come out, it came out or oh, McGregor's pay per view did uh, between eight hundred and nine hundred or something. So it miraculously, <laughs> miraculously went down two hundred thousand. Just because Randas did nine hundred thousand, and I don't know, uh, people's reporting is kind of weird in that. Or so, what do you think? Do you think Connor did a million? Or yeah, he did. He definitely did a million. Like I don't know why. Like everyone was saying he did a million, and then like six or seven days later, after Ronda Rousey's fight, changed their said, tune. Oh, he did eight hundred thousand. Ronda did more. Just oh, this fits what I want to say, kind of thing. But yeah, like Ronda did a huge numbers on well, nine hundred thousand. There, there. Were Similar enough, I said. I think Randa actually probably did more than nine hundred thousand. Um, they were a close enough number, but um, yeah, I think McGregor is the biggest star because how many people do you think were lost because Jose Aldo pulled out of that fight? Like Randa's star just kept building and building as the fight came, like with the whole Floyd Mayweather uh, comments and stuff. And I think one eight nine helped one ninety as well because how many people watched that fight? And it was the best main card ever. Like you had Robbie Lawler, uh, Ryan McDonald, obviously McGregor Mendez, great fight, Malmeda and, and um Pickett. And, Pickett and a couple of more fights. Like it was the best main card ever. Like that helped one eighty nine too, I think. Um so yeah I, I don't know about that. I don't think I MMA think fans maybe over here, but I don't think MMA people watching in America. Yeah, but I don't think MMA fans in the States are like because it's been around for so long because they know it for so long 
I think it's more it's not a case of watching a mate like a great man card and being like wow this sport's really neat let's all chip in and buy the next pay-per-view together it's not like in Ireland yeah, where people see it for Ronda the first Rossi. time they saw Ronda Rousey ads playing the whole way through it there isn't really much American sport on at the moment I think like the NFL isn't on the NBA isn't on like so they need they need something to do Ronda Rousey is like this pop figure now that everyone wants to watch and I think uh, like I'm not, I'm not saying huge numbers but maybe maybe 50 to 100,000 maybe at least they, they were definitely helped out by such a a big number like they wouldn't put such big money into advertising and stuff if it didn't work. So. I think they're pretty Like close. a UFC world tour. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wins of the second world tour, starting. Oh, Jesus. Um, listen, do you have, I was thinking about the other day, like, uh, we had so much discussion over, like, the last year and stuff about how the UFC are going to replace their stars, Brock gone, Anderson gone, uh, GSP gone, and, like, it's just, like, Ronda and Connor have come along out of nowhere. And saved it. And, and save the day like are bigger draws than all of well apart from Brock maybe and George because no like look George at George was drawing 800,000 like, yeah but it. George could roll out of bed to 800,000 look at the amount of media exposure Conor McGregor got before UFC 189 whether it was against Aldo or Mendes like George was doing a lot of press too no George did nowhere near as much as Conor did sure he fucking brought all mentally over it now you no, it, no way did that George St. Pierre George St. Pierre could roll out of bed in two weeks time and draw 800 you don't think GSP was doing a lot of pressure mad I know I'm not saying he wasn't under a lot of pressure but Conor the amount of media that Conor did compared to George I, I say is uncomparable he did more alright sure. you're correct okay Last thing before we get on to the questions. Cowboys fucking stadium. Texas forever. Why wow, why do people keep believing this? Why does first of you all You mean okay. Dana White lies? Dana White lies. A lot of people are Kevin. Ah did I just come up with something cool there? Well like white lies. <laughs> just a bit of white lies. Remember that song? Dana White lies. Mr. Hudson. No? Oh is that not White Lies, just a little white lies. No. How did you get close to you? Ah, they're too young. Dun, dun, dun. But anyway, um, a lot of people were kind of giving out about Kevin. I- Kevin Ioli was the first one to report this <coughs> for Yahoo Sports about UFC going to to um uh, to him. I kind of feel bad for him because Dana White kind of used him in a way, and that's kind of a shitty thing to say. But it kind of that is what happened. Like they wanted to get Bocelli out of there. Or they wanted the M, as they said, they wanted the MGM to like move fucking move mountains to get him in there, and they did that and got him in the week after Bocelli. But like they needed someone to put it out, and Dana Wintayoli. Well, is like, Bocelli still on on the fifth? Bocelli's still on, but they're on the week after now in Vegas. Right, so really nothing happened at all. Yeah, but they did. They, I don't know. There's, there was probably something on the week after. They are they giving him a better deal or something? Like they needed. They were basically threatening him with fucking the Cowboy Stadium so they'd get into the MGM when they wanted to but yeah look they, they gave him the McGregor they broke they only broke the McGregor Aldo story as well so they kind of I suppose they gave him something back you can't feel too bad for him but I think like he was getting a lot of fucking stick over it because like what's, what's he supposed to do if Dana White came to me and you right and said McGregor versus Aldo is on Cowboy Stadium what, what are we going to do like, yeah we're going to report it like everyone's going to report it like what who I don't know. Then again, why not just tell Andre Bocelli he was playing in the MGM Grand? You're stealing fucking John Cavanaugh's Yeah, I am. Now. I am. 
It was a good one. Man for fucking stealing things. Oh, like, I am surely. mining in there. Fuck's sake. My idea of putting battles on. You're done in someone again. Yeah. Well, when it doesn't um, happen, I'll go back to saying it was your idea. <laughs> you Do you think Cowboy Stadium will ever happen? Oh, probably not. Do you know, this makes me think Crawl Park will never happen as well. I was on its side there for a while, but I'm kind of gone off it again now. You've really gone off Crow Park again? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. You'd have no problem if it was Tom and your basser. It's fucking Tom and Park. I'm, I'm going to Bama tonight. They're in Tom and Park, maybe. Hopefully. So, there you go. Uh, You'd rather be at Tom and Park, would you? Uh, yeah. I, I want to mm. see Tom Duckenois. I really want to see him. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, fights in Dublin... Paddy Hoonan against Lewis Smolka, the fight we talked about for a long time. It has been confirmed by Ariel today. It hasn't been confirmed by the UFC yet, but when Ariel says it, you know it's true. Um, good fight. What, what do you think about it? Oh, it'll be great. Lewis Smolka is an absolute warrior as well, I think. It's going to be a very good fight. Although, to be fair, I think if he puts himself onto the ground, to be like Neil Siri from Talking to Andy Ryan um, was sick the week of the fight, had a f- virus. He said he was. He felt himself, he said to Andy, I think during one of the rounds, that he feels like he's a second or two behind everything. He knows what he has to do, but he's too late doing it. And I think that's what made Smolka look as slick as he did in a lot of the grappling exchanges. But I think if he gets into any of those exchanges with Paddy, that Paddy will wipe him on the ground, to be honest. I think Paddy is very, very slick on the ground. I think think it's a tough fight for Paddy. I think Smolka has improved an awful lot. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. And you know, with guys like that who like improve exponentially with every fight, you don't know what they're going to do the next time. So it's very, very tough um, fight for Paddy. Uh, it's probably probably a fifty-fifty. I'd say. Um, I wonder where it's going to be on the card. Like this card at the moment for me. And what have I been saying for so long, Sean? What? About how it's going to be a worst card possible to see if the Irish fans will still go nuts for it. Yeah, it's not good. They need like they need someone. They need to come in a winter. Fuck it. Is Gunnar uh, Gunnar Nelson and Wonderboy is just getting farther and farther away all the time. It's saddening. Awful. I saw Gunnar Nelson's father the other day on Facebook calling for Gunnar to fight on UFC one ninety four card. Oh, but I also saw the hashtag of Gunny for Nel Gunny for UFC Dublin. And to be honest, if they're starting a campaign like that, you must think that they weren't contacted about it yet. Yeah. So. Ah, oh, it's bad. Uh, other guys as well. You'd hope, like Redzer, and we spoke about it a bit last week. But you'd hope um, Paul Redmond and and Neil Siri get on that card as well. Like especially, especially. Um, Titan Fighting have signed. Sorry, one. the guy who Artem Lobov beat, Rashul Shovelov. Sorry, never mind. Right, yeah, I know it's not but massive like, news. When you want exciting fights, you like you want those two guys on this, like especially series. He's been proven to be one of the most exciting fighters, and Redzer as well. He's he's going to be um, if he gets a good fight where he can stay in it for longer than his his last couple of fights. Um, I think he can bring excitement as well. But yeah. I have a question for you, Sean. Go on. Conor McGregor series of tough. Ninth of September, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Are we going to see some tough European fighters Jeez. on UFC Dublin? Hopefully not. Will the series be over by then? Uh, September... No, it won't. October 24th? Six, six weeks, seven weeks. Yeah, well, I think no. it could be. It's like They're like 13 weeks, aren't they? Oh, are they? 
I think so, yeah. Oh, well then. Never mind. Okay, we're going to have a few questions. So. It would have been the equivalent. If the rumours are true from the fighters that I've been told are in tough Europe, yeah. then it wouldn't have looked too far off a cage wires card from back in the days in the Helix. No, some of the guys I, that yeah. were going to be on it. I think MMA soon put up some of them. And uh, yeah, there's a few familiar faces there. Okay, uh, James Armand over on Twitter asks, if Jose Aldo were to pull out of the upcoming fight with McGregor, who would be the most? Who would he most likely? Who would replace him? Basically? Frankie, I'd say Frankie's already training. Yeah, like I spoke about it the other day on Twitter. They need to put Frankie and Chad Mendes on that card. Like, I I don't think there's any argument not to to have them avoiding each other. If Frankie, like whoever wins, say if Aldo wins the fight, right? Mendes or, or Frankie if they win their fight that's a fine fight like people watch Aldo Mendes again people watch Aldo Fred, uh, Edgar again if McGregor wins it's probably going to be a rematch between McGregor and Aldo so those boys will need to stay um, they'll need to stay active anyway and then they'll get another fight which will keep them even more active so I, uh, like I don't think like Frankie Edgar is kind of being protected enough he's got easy enough fights try Mendes with Chad Mendes see if, see if he's still uh, where he used to be before Okay. Or Max uh, Holloway. Max Holloway, yeah, he's fighting. He's fighting your boy, uh, Charles Oliveira, two weeks time. Max Holloway is my boy. I think Holloway's gonna win. Paul Dollary, did you see this question? How does McGann keep his hair looking? I did see it. He thinks That's I'm gonna. He thinks I'm gonna reveal that. Oh. Not a hope. Although, I am in the market. I will send you a picture afterwards because I didn't have a shower today. Yeah. And I was training. Or I wasn't training. Well, I trained yesterday. Yeah, I trained yesterday, didn't have a shower, went to Dublin, and then haven't had a shower today because I've done nothing. I've just lay in bed all day editing videos. And I'd love if I could find a product that would make my hair look like it does right now. Mm. Yeah, out of that kind of out of bed. Out of bed, bit of grease, but not like massive grease, enough to mold it. I'd rather it like that than massively soft. So if Paul has a suggestion, I know his wife dresses him. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, maybe she could recommend some grooming products as well. <laughs> as someone who has the best hair in the world, I it's, it's hard for me to... Did you just say, as someone who has the best hair in yeah. the world? All right, continue. Like I'm like, Jim Berner-Eye took over as manager of Sunderland there. A lot of people spoke about how uh, it was hard for him to teach people because he was so good and he didn't understand how they weren't as good as him. I'm kind of that way out here. Yeah, I don't really, you, I don't really you understand. Want, yeah, how no one can really come up at your level. Uh, do you know what's good for uh, all jokes? But that wasn't a joke, it was true. But for sculpting your hair, American crew. Oh, yeah. I, my hairdresser keeps telling me to use that as well. They sell it, you see, but that's probably why. You can get it off Amazon, though, as well. I think it's cheaper. No, I use Lynx. Uh, it's a yellow one that smells like banana. Oh, really? That's the only way I describe it. It's it's a mad like wet looking clay. It's very. I'll have to send you many pictures. Dude, I'll, I'll take all those pictures. Next question and use them for a fucking podcast post. We're very down. We're very low today. What's wrong with us? We're very low key. What do you mean? Like we're not as upbeat? Well, you see, you're yeah. only back from holidays. Yeah. I'm getting ready to go on holidays. Yeah, where are, you, where are you going? I'm away tomorrow morning. Are you? Yeah. Where are you going? Oh, San Diego. No, tomorrow? Bahrain. Oh, oh, you're going. Oh, yeah, forgot about that. How long are you going for? Uh, I'll be home on Monday. Oh, at least we'll be able to do the podcast anyway. Here's oh, tomorrow. yeah. Is that to be kept under wraps now? Or you, is that, uh, well, look, I'm flying in 12 hours. <laughs> so 
I don't think anything else can go wrong between now and then, so I suppose we can tell people. Yeah. Do you want to hype it up? You can be my one. hype man. You're Mike check one, one two. Tribuna, John Kavanagh out in Bahrain. Yeah. Exclusively for Sphere MMA. Habib Nurmagomedov. Yes. Is he going to be there? Yes, he's my there boy. at the moment. Oh, please, please get him on Snapchat saying hello to me. Go on, that's what I'll I'm tell him you were uh, asking for. Him. I was asking for him. Um, I'll send you a picture of my uh, Habib Nose t-shirt. You can do you have one? Yeah, I got to print it up and all myself. Have you not seen it? It's class. No. That's sweet. There we go. Well, I'll be um yeah, I'm going out to Bahrain in the morning. Uh I think Franz Malambo could be travelling with me. I'm not too sure yet. I think Franz and James are involved. I know James is heading out as well. John is going out. Um big press conference in Bahrain on Saturday and I'm being brought out to cover it. So that's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, I went from not thinking I was gonna be travelling anywhere this year again until Vegas if McGregor's fight had got announced to are you free to go to Bahrain on Thursday? Yes. Let me just check my sketch. Yes. That'd be sweet. Um, I was just thinking, well, like, wouldn't it be great if McGregor and uh, Kindred and all those guys got to train with Habib? Imagine how good that'd be for their wrestling. So. Jeez, I wish I you are a sneer. Mm. They should bring Habib over to... Um, SPG. SPG. I'll, I'll fucking travel to Dublin to meet that man. I can't wait to find out some of the information about what... Like, is it going to be a... Ben Askren evolve sort of situation I'd imagine it would be but surely this would have to rule out any sort of Khabib Conor McGregor fight at least for the next couple of years yeah uh, nah probably wouldn't I'd say I don't think he'll be trying like McGregor's practically living in Vegas now I don't think he's going to be going out to fucking Bahrain no I know that but John will be John will get to yeah. see Khabib working very closely like I can't. Yeah, it'll, be yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I'm looking forward to you. You better have your fucking. You better be prepared now. Have the right questions asked. Oh sure. Look, when am I never prepared, John? <laughs> when you never prepared, always. What? So. I'm never prepared, always. Never prepared, always. You're yeah. pretty bang on with that assessment. <laughs> I'll give you that. Okay. A couple more questions from our good friend, the friend of the podcast as well, uh, Jack Durgis. Who apparently? Do you remember we were talking about him? He's yeah. He's coming to London. He's coming to Dublin. Sweet. Uh, my brother Patrick watched his TV show last week, and apparently it's very, very good. So if you're, um, it's called Humans, I think. Uh, tune into that, given no watch. He's a big MMA fan, so it'd be nice to support that. But he asks your thoughts on fans that bitch about new fans jumping on the bandwagon. You're one of those people. Am I? Oh well, no, you bitch about riders. Oh yeah, I am. Yeah, I bitch. About, I hate that. People like if you have four fucking articles written in your whole life, don't call yourself a fucking. UFC writer, UFC reporter, Jesus Christ! I even still struggle to do it. Like I'm like, Jesus, respect it a bit anyway. Like for fuck's sake. But okay, that's a different story anyway. That's another thing. Oh, sorry, I got caught mid yawn. That's another thing. You see, you were boring me so much. I had, to <laughs> I yawned. Um, what was your question again? Because I got oh, caught. Bandwagon up. fans. Oh yeah, no, who cares? The fact that more people are fans of the sport is brilliant. Like maybe I'm looking at this from a biased Brazilian jiu-jitsu lifestyle point of view that I don't care about people getting involved in jiu-jitsu I'm gonna edit out that sigh anyway so no one will think you're being a smart arse <laughs> and I don't care about it because once as many people are involved in it doing it training it appreciating it perfect same way with MMA the more the merrier yeah I used to be one of those guys who was annoyed by new fans and stuff but now it's great I think like, cause they're fans of the podcast yeah the more the merrier might as well plenty more fans okay a couple more questions one or more questions before we go 
Uh, uh, there was a couple of questions. Okay. We have we have fi- over five minutes. Cyborg, uh, JJ Mills again, our good friend, who you called an adolescent boy last week. Yeah, which is actually I an sure did. That <laughs> one out of the park. <laughs> if Cyborg wasn't offered Ronda fight at 135, uh, who should UFC match against? Ronda or Cyborg? Uh, Cyborg. Like, do you think this whole debacle went on all this week? Cyborg said she was offered a fight at 135 in Dallas. Um, which isn't even happening. So how, like, how could she have been offered that? I suppose was Dana White's response because Dana was using them the same way he used Iol. How? I don't understand. What by knowing that they would leak that news and go with it? So then the MGM would see. Oh wait, they want to put Ronda on the same card as well. That's in, that's an interesting thing. Maybe. Yeah. There you go. Um, I don't think she should fight anyone other than Ronda Rousey. I think it's too much of a loss for the UFC if she loses. Yeah. Which isn't beyond the round. Like, if she has to kill herself to get down to 130. Like, first of all, Cyborg can make 135. If Brad Pickett can make 125, Cyborg can make 135. Yeah, but you see him. He looked like fucking dead. Yeah, and he still won the following night. Brad Pickett making 125, Cyborg can make 125. Did he, did he win a fight at 125? At uh, once. Neil Siri was the only yeah, one who got. He beat Siri. He beat him like a fucking two days' notice. Well, he put he lost to McCall in Dublin, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and that was a close enough fight. fight, though. Yeah. I don't know. Look, um, George Lockhart has said she can, her, her whatever it is, nutritionist, has said he can make one, she can make 135. Fair enough. Like, I've said it a long time that I don't think she can. If she is to make it, like fight one Ronda at 135, she's gonna have to make it before, or make 140 at least, in a fight before it. Um, like it's the only fight to make. We we spoke about it before, and we'll speak about it again. But why not let her fight in Invicta one more time at 140? Yeah, or even give her a fight in the UFC at 140. Give her Katzengano or someone. Um, yeah. it, it needs to happen. Okay. Uh, Here's the best question, Sean Deasy Bateman. Arson Winger in, Arson Winger out. What do you think? Winger in. Always. You were spouting last week about the uh, fucking Arsenal should be the is are going to be the Premier League champions, and they get. Oh, sorry, I fans. forgot that they give away the Premier League title on the first day of the season. Shit, Arsenal are terrible. Congrat. Who won? Who's top of the league now in goal difference? I don't know. Man City or something. Is it? Yeah. Is it actually? Yeah, I think okay, well, there's a chance they might win the league. So I was hoping it'd be something <laughs> stupid like Burnmouth <laughs> that like pulled off a mad three 0 win or something like that. Yeah. Ne- never mind. Never mind. Yeah, Arsenal. Like Arsenal have only signed Czech. He's the only player they've signed. He, like I don't think that's enough to win your Premier League. They need a striker. Yeah. Oh, the okay. old striker debate. Here we Are go you again. You bored me again. I'd like Kareem Benzema, I have to admit. He's class, I'd like him though. Big fan. I can't wait to start my MMA soccer podcast. Yeah. How's that going? Did you get a lot of uh I did, yeah. A lot of people said they in, want to indu- induated with people willing to do all of your work. Listen now, listen, I've learned how to record the podcast here. I've I've a backup now, so like it's not just all it's not all you. I plus I do all the work at getting the questions ready, getting like what we're gonna talk about. Very already. true. Don't be acting like it's all you now. This is a joint venture. It is all me. This podcast has been renamed the Andrew McGann Show. Did Graham not tell you? It wouldn't last very fucking long if it was. 
Sheehan Nation are, are, are I, the reason I think we got so. cut off for half a second there so just in case we did this podcast is being renamed the Andrew McGann show no, no. Sheehan Nation podcast that had to be good hashtag Sheehan Nation podcast SH no SNP wait a minute are they not a mad parliamentary party <laughs> are they another BNP are they British Oh, there's the BNP, but is there an SNP as well? I don't know. We could I think, the yeah, the Scottish, the Scottish National Party. We could read the SMP, the Sheehan McGahan podcast. MP? Like yeah, M. M for McGahan. Yeah, you see, oh shit, because there's an MC. Yeah. Do you know that way? Do you ever see the way people used to be able to scribble on, like, it was one of my pet hates in school, like when people could scribble initials into a table and get away with it. Because DS could be anybody. Anyone, but yeah. A McG, of course it's you, Andrew. You didn't you get to call yourself Andy Mac as well? I like that. What do you mean? Oh that I, Yeah, but I don't like it's so weird. So some people call me Andy and I always have, and that's alright, because it sounds I don't mind what people call me. Yeah. But when someone who calls me Andrew calls me Andy I notice yeah. it straight away I'm looking at them or like if, if someone, yeah or if someone calls me McGann yeah and, and even then like me saying my name there is completely different to how it should be said it's McGahan but I say McGann and then you turn around and someone calls you by something that you're not used to them calling you and you're looking at them like what did you just say to me hi bollocks or that yeah I always I always turn around for that one as well <laughs> or dickhead dick features <laughs> Hey, you behind the bushes. <laughs> um, Most is like. Is your beard gone or is it still there? Yeah, the moustache is gone as well. Ah, uh, it's a pity. It's a pity. What? I thought you weren't a fan of it. I oh, know, I loved it. Why did you? Yeah. This is what, like, my mum said to me, everyone that tells me that they liked it after they're gone were actually just ripping the piss out of me because they wanted uh-huh. to see me with a moustache again. Well, you see, I was, yeah, I was getting a bit of 50-50 and then it was starting to grow on people and then people were starting to really dig it. And then a couple of... Uh, Unfortunately, you see, I wanted it for the interviews on Saturday, and then I just decided, yeah. ah, here, forget about this when I got home. Tell us about those, those fights. Oh, I better tell you, fucking yeah. hell, imagine if I had a... Okay, but before we go, uh, there's going to be an extra edition of the podcast, either this week or next week. Myself, Steve, and Sean, the UK branch of Severe MMA, are going to be talking about the Bama card in Dublin, because Sean Sheehan suffers from a rare condition. He breaks out in hives if he speaks about more than four fights outside of the UFC on a podcast. Listen, so we're n- listen. We, we were talking we've talked plenty about Bama before we're, we're not, not going to expose you to this discussion Sean so Sean, Sean might even be at Bama like come on what are you talking about this is this will be great great steps for Irish MMA yeah but having a high high class journalist like me at, uh, would Bama on. would yeah definitely up the like Peter Carroll only shows up to go on dates like does he yeah well that's where he was in, he was at Cage Kings on a date with Stephen Larry. Oh <laughs> yeah, I saw that. He took took him out for dinner and everything. That's the biggest fucking bromance in Irish MMA, I think. Uh, I'd say it's up there, definitely up there. I'd like to think that me, Larry, and Pizzi have a nice triangle going on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, just leave me out of it. And interchange. Well, you see now, once you start coming to this events, we can make this triangle a square, and it'll be beautiful. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, cage tie is the best thing in the world. I'm a big fan. I want to see more of it. Muay Thai with four ounce gloves in a, in, a, in a cage holy shit King Cowley if he comes over to MMA is going to be one of the biggest stars in Irish MMA the next coming of Conor McGregor the only person in Ireland that I have interviewed that I think could somehow replicate a level of success 
of Conor McGregor as being known, liked, appreciated for what he really is. That's a big statement, and I'm sticking to it. Why though? He's just a character. He's 23 years old, 54. Yeah, 54 tie fights. That's he's definitely one to watch out for. Um, over to SVG. So he says, maybe I'll find that out in Bahrain. But uh, another roundup. Uh, Charlie Ward beat Brennan from Trials MMA. It was a bit of an underwhelming fight, to be honest. Was expecting a little bit better, but uh, both guys very tough. It was a very well matched fight. Paul Lawrence won a questionable enough decision against Alexander Musaku. Thought it could have gone 29-28 either way. I think one judge had a 30-27 for Lawrence, and that was a bit head-scratching. Uh, Thomas Hogan won very quickly. Rear na- uh, Northside Animal. choke. Oh, he's a beast. beast of a man. And do you want to know what's worse? Look oh. at his nipples. He's the hardest nipples in Irish MMA. That's, it's absolute... No, it is. It looks like cow's teats. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it is ridiculous. I can't help but notice it every time I interview him. He's like the Irish Gless and Tebow. Fucking animal. Yeah, and I haven't said it to him yet. So, I'm, he. well, someone will tell him now, I suppose, after I say this. Um, uh, and then Peter, the f- Peter Queeley called him out. Peter Queeley called him out. Yeah, I'd watch that. That'd be a great fight. I have to admit there was a little bit of back and forth between his coach and Peter Queeley. So hopefully that's something that we can get made. And then for the sake of the cause, Andrew McGann, Dave Fogarty, and Sam all travelled up. Sam Archbold. I, d- I forgot his name there at the start, so I didn't want to say that. Uh, all travelled up to Akuma Fighting Championships um, on, was that on su- Sunday. Where was it? Yeah. Uh, Temple Patrick, Sean. Where, where's that? It's in the north of Ireland. What are you? Oh. Tr- what are you getting at? So we may go to the north of Ireland, is it? Oh, look at you trying to cause a wee bit of trouble. Look at you. Yes, actually, Sean. Funny you mention it. I have covered more Northern Irish events yeah, than Southern awesome. events. Yeah, I've and I counted it up. I've interviewed more Northern Irish fighters than Southern fighters as well. There you go. Remember when all that abuse was hurtling in <laughs> through Twitter a couple of weeks ago because of you. Because of me, why? What, what happened? Remember, oh, people no. called me sectarian on Twitter <laughs> about the Joseph Duffy being from the West of Ireland stuff. <laughs> you're, you're a racist now, yeah. Father. That was ridiculous. <laughs> so we made the journey up there. Some very good pro fights in that as well. Dylan Sheehan from Cork uh, finally got a win on the pro record. He's now one on one as a pro. Darren O'Gorman continues to impress. There's another man that can reach, I think, a very good level in terms of notoriety and success. He's three and zero as a pro now. One year into his career. Very, very good finishes all in the first round. Um, a beautiful transition to the back to score a rear naked choke last week. Kind of a weird rear naked choke darse sort of finish. It was fucking it was crazy. Then um, who else fought? Who else fought, Sean? Hit me oh, with that it. Lad, uh, that Moldovan lad of training Oh, Nikolai. Yeah, that was the night before. Uh, Nikolai was very good. Got a nice submission finish. John is bigging him up big time. And he even did a year and a half ago when I first saw him in the gym. Uh, Sean this is really annoying me Akuma main event Niall Smith the man who lost more fights than he had won at amateur is now 4-1 and one as a pro I think that's a nice wee story he's putting together good wins good finishes got a Peruvian necktie on Sunday that, yeah it was good wasn't it what a man who hits Peruvian neckties like crazy but all in all 18 fights I was at I saw what, too many combat sport fights live this weekend I have to admit so I'm looking forward to a uh, to decompress well I won't even be decompressing because I'll be working in Bahrain but you know what I mean I'll Hold be 
decompressing in uh, well I don't drink but oh, I think you, you can't dr- yeah I was thinking that because it's near Qatar uh, you pretty much although they'd be in Qatar my friend was living in Qatar for a year and he do it? Year all the time, yeah. I thought the, w- that's what they were talking about the World Cup yeah but they're in like one hotel in the whole place like one nightclub in the whole place can sell it all right, so you have you to have like a license. They have like a foreigner's license or something. Yeah, can't you? Can I thought bars and hotels can? Uh, it's like a residence-only bar yeah, can yeah, serve alcohol. There's the odd place has it, all right? Yeah. But well, there like, we go. The ra- there's is it? It's Dubai where they do the big racing. Actually, yeah. They, then they don't serve drink there, and you can't bet as well. <laughs> Why? What the fuck do you go to the races for if you can't drink? Or what? Yeah. No drinking or gambling at races. Bullshit. That's ridiculous. Although I will be coming back with some suntan. You will. You fucking. You want factor fifty going out there? I do not. I have an olive complexion. I tan beautifully. I won't get sunburned over there. Have you ever burnt? Yeah, badly. <laughs> I've n- I've never burnt my whole life. I've never got sunburned. I got like bad degree burns on my shoulders and neck in Brazil because I went. I so oh, yeah, I remember. My that. coach let me go into the swimming pool with no water. Oh, sorry, into oh. the swimming pool. <laughs> Andrew sitting that hole there for a while. No, he let me get into the pool with no sun cream. Jeez, that's a good way of getting burned. Actually, going into a swimming pool with no water. Yeah. Get out, your Well, no, that's my way of say, like saying it was actually my fault, but I like to blame him because I I was twenty two at the time, so he probably shouldn't have been looking after the fact that I had sun cream on or not going out into the Brazilian heat. But <laughs> sure, we'll sure, look, we we we'll, we we'll let him off the hook because I have to go get strangled by him for an hour or two now. So. You have 15 minutes to edit this podcast and get it up. Yeah, probably not going to happen. It'll be up, I'd say, by the time I get home from training. So let's hope no stories break within the next two hours of They're the mixed martial arts world. But it's been a slow week. I think we're going to get away with it. It has. Next week's going to be slow again. We'll bring, we'll bring more of a fucking oomph to it next week. Get into questions next week. Oh, yeah, if anyone wants to ask questions, hashtag SevierPod, and we'll find them anytime during the week. And I'll, uh, we'll have them up for next week. So you don't have to send them to me or Andrew. Just and severe pod. if anyone wants to give us large amounts of money, you can do that by getting in touch with at severe MMA on Twitter. Maybe you want to give Sean and myself congratulations on the podcast. They're always appreciated. At Andrew McGahan underscore or at Sean Sheehan BA. So assuming all goes well and I make it back from Bahrain, Sean, I will see you next week. Oh no, Jesus Christ. Fucked up. Sean, until then. See you next week.